shortly after um, Lazarus, her brother, uh, passed away and died. Um, so it says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, shall he live. And and you can, he or she, he's, he's referring to men and women because he's also talking to Martha. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That was actually verse 26 and 25. So uh, let's go ahead and, and kind of talk about what uh, the season is bringing right now. Season of Easter. Okay. Um, a lot of us grew up with the idea, uh, with, with the thought of, of an imaginary bunny. Um, there's nothing wrong with uh, the imagination of children because uh, a lot of great things in, in, in our society in, and in our world have been created through imagination. Um, but uh, with this idea of an actual Easter bunny, it's, it's kind of interesting only because I think what we did as a society was try to steer people and steer children away from the idea of a, a, a God that can come down from heaven, be born through flesh, and save a world. Um, with come save a world by dying and then being resurrected, which which is the basis of our faith is that that's the reason why Jesus came into the world, and particularly for this season. Um, interesting and interesting enough is that well, I mean it kind of sounds outlandish when you say it in this way is that well when you tell kids oh the Easter Bunny's coming as if there's a different Easter Bunny and where does he stay, and where does he stay. Okay, so you have an Easter bunny that's going to come put out eggs that you're doing and basically hide them, and they're going to break into your house and do it. Uh, what's the point of that? Uh, same thing as if you think about Christmas in that, in that fashion, too. Originally, Christmas is, actually, is centered around Jesus' birth. So you have Christmas centering around the birth of Jesus, and then Easter centered around the 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 death and resurrection of Jesus but we're putting imaginary uh, figures to and we're associating associating them with significant time uh, times in, in our society and we'd rather that and we and and, and, and I've done it too and it is and it's only tough because we still tell our kids that there's an Easter Bunny and realistically all, the only thing that 
that you're telling them that is to be able to get them to go to bed so that way you know you have a couple times a, a year where you can actually get your kids to bed super early um it being christmas saying if you're awake santa's not gonna come which is not true because you already paid for everything um and then oh the easter bunny's gonna come but as if they get scared from small children kind of sounds like uh uh monsters inc how they they can only be there to to be around the kids but the minute the kids are there and they're not afraid of them then they vanish but the i i and i say it's interesting because even as i was a kid and, and believe me i, I loved uh, I loved my, I love the fact that, that I could use my imagination because I was always really good with art. I would always draw superheroes. Um, I wasn't, I was good at copying them from another picture. And then I, I would take the figure, draw them exactly the same way and then create a new superhero. That was how, that was how I drew. Uh, when it came to actually something where I had to just sit there and draw it out of my, uh, draw it out of my own imagination, I couldn't really do it. I had to see it. So anyways back to this back to easter so um i've i've talked to my kids and i'm letting them letting it off very very uh slowly because i don't want them to lose their innocence or the idea that um not to use their imagination but i also don't want them to think as they get older that um uh, that in that I've lied to him all these years about uh, an an imaginary figure, um, mainly because when it comes time to to for them to to raise their sons and daughters, how are they? How do they want to do it? And, and what what my wife and I do is is we actually share the story of Easter. We share the story of Christmas and what is it, what it is actually you're celebrating. And the wonderful part about it is that when, when you're kind of merging the two, um, the two thought processes, but we introduce uh, the resurrection of Jesus first, and not the not the Easter Bunny. And uh, when I grew up, it was the it was the opposite way. And and believe me, I I, I loved Easter because I loved because I was always super fast, so I would always love to be able to out sprint kids for eggs. Um, so. <laughs> That to me was always so fun, but it's it, it's hard. It's tough because if if we were raised that way, when it came to um, when it came to Easter, when it came time for like uh, um, you know you know going to your grandparents' house and you have Easter egg hunts, which is great. It's a great activity. It's a great thing to get your kids involved in because uh, it, 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 it's uh, you know it. it illustrates even for me it illustrated competition just i wanted to see how fast i was compared to other kids and so typically the fastest ones would get the most eggs now (laughs) the funny part is that all my kids are the same way so our four boys all want to compete with one another but it's always the older one and and i grew up that way too and it, it wasn't that i was raised that way it was just that that was just me uh, running and, and uh, didn't really ma- didn't care about the age of the kid, uh, and my boys do that too. They really, <laughs> they're really not thinking about the age of each other. They're thinking about more how many more eggs they can actually get than the other than the other one. So, but 
it's it's a it's one of those, it's one of those tough things that even even as I speak, it's still tough to explain as to how how uh, we introduce or illustrate this season that we're actually in. Um, is it by continually uh, reinforcing the, the re, like what we're celebrating uh, while saying this is is by telling them, look, this is this is what happened around this time. This is uh, when Jesus, uh, when his ministry was starting to come to a close at, at around this time, um, where where he was he he was entering the temple and he rubbed a lot of the wrong people the wrong way. But it wasn't that he was rubbing them the wrong way. It was according to the way that they've been taught and the things that they had created inside of their world or, uh, or inside of their church. Um, what, what was it that, that he actually said that what was wrong with what he said? And, and because remember Jesus was God came down in, 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 in actual human form. He, that was his, it was always his word. And what they were quote, trying to quote back to him all throughout was that they were trying to, they were trying to quote back, um, his word, as if they knew it better than he did. And every single time, if you read through the, through the scriptures, or you can just call them reading through the book, is that they had they they had no answer because when it's your word that you that you're that you're speaking, you understand it a lot better in the context of how you wrote it and how you spoke it to these people. Originally, he spoke through prophets in the first in the old testament and then as he when he came into the world and which is the new testament which starts with uh, matthew mark luke and john they, they were they were followers they were imperfect people um there's certain there, there are there are bibles out there that call them saint john saint mark saint matthew they weren't saints they they, they weren't perfect people um matthew was actually a tax collector tax collectors at around that time were some of the lowest of the low people, even though they were wealthy. Uh, who, how do they? I mean, how, how do they fare today? Uh, think about our financial market. Think about everything when it comes to that. Um, and when it comes to explaining this kind of stuff to your kids, is to say, look, you're not expected to be perfect. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I. I there's times, in, and I still admit, have to admit when I'm wrong. And, and that's a continual battle, is explaining to my kids that I'm not always right. I'm. I'm more, I'm more wrong than I am right. Um, when I stumble, I stumble. Um, when uh, I'm still learning, uh, and, and, and as long as they, I believe they understand that, as they grow up, they're gonna say, "Hey, you know what? My dad did admit when he was wrong." Um, that's that's why I think that when I when I came to Christ seven years ago, uh, I knew who God was, but I didn't really understand who Christ was, and I didn't really understand what He did for me. And what he what he did for me was that they were when he came into the world, he came to save everybody in the world, not just select people. He came to save everybody, and and like me, uh, it it came to me through my mother-in-law, and she had a vision. She and she said, "God wants to use you," and so. Uh, at that time, when I actually gave my life to Christ, we did the sinner's prayer, and then slowly but surely, within that time frame, that's when my life really started to change. I started to have more meaning to my life as to what I wanted to do, 
with being a dad. And, and I told my wife recently, I said, you know, when I dropped out of college um, to send, because we couldn't afford to send both of us to college at that time, I opted to work. But I wasn't really, I was more deflated as to when, the I remember the day too. It was, it came time to take a final and it also came time to actually pay because I was doing a pay-as-you-go for tuition. But I didn't, I, I did feel bad. I felt like, I did feel like a failure at that time. But what I, what I didn't feel like is that I felt more comfort in actually wanting to become a father uh, at that time. We didn't, and that was about 2008, two years later. Um, we had our, my wife gave birth to our first, first son. And I had more meaning at that time, um, but it still wasn't there. I was, I was still as broken. Uh, uh, I, was, I was still, uh, and don't get me wrong, I still am. I still have broken areas in my life, but I, I'm nowhere near where I was previously. And the, the, the great part about it was that when my mother-in-law, it was funny because I always told her, um, how uh, did I word it to her? I said, I wasn't the son-in-law she wanted for her daughter. I was the son-in-law she needed. And I, I needed her as well. Um, because my, my father-in-law, he was, he was a pastor. And my mother-in-law, she was, she was a worship leader. And my wife, very well-endowed woman. Very smart, brilliant, beautiful. And... I, I love I love how humble she is even with how beautiful she actually she she is and uh, for for a guy to convince a woman to have four kids and not only that four boys that are just like you that's I want to say that's probably the greatest pickup line ever um, but there is a responsibility with that as well uh, and so I say that to say is that as time's gone, as time's gone on, as as we've continued to grow as a family, as 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 believers, is that uh, I've I've had to take spiritual authority over my family when I realized there were times where I was thinking, man, I, I really dropped the ball a long time ago, but God usually will t God will tell tell me and say, no, you're right on time with where I need you to be. It has nothing. It, it has nothing to do with I could have done this years ago. I could have done. Well, no, because it doesn't really matter how how you see it. Is that God says you're right on time? What he what he tells what he tells you is that no, he'll 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 he'll, he'll fast forward and speed you to the place where you should be at that time because now you're following him and and even through all. The, and, and, and I and you know I get it uh, when when there's people there are folks that are like well why do you talk so much about Jesus why do you why do you oh man we just want to see pictures of uh, your kids and your beautiful wife we really don't want to hear about that um, which 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 is fine that's that's just who I am now if and the way I describe it is that I said look if I have the winning lotto numbers and I'm offering it to you would you want it and nine times out of ten I mean I guess it's just a, any person is going to want those winning lotto numbers because they're associating it with money we always associate that we're doing well in our lives financially with money 
which which is the, which which can be related to just if you think about the idea of like an Easter egg hunt, the more eggs you have, the more successful you've actually done in this race. And so you believe that okay, because the most because I have more than this other kid, I'm actually doing better than they are. Well, no, because the eggs don't love you back, and the as we continue to grow in our faith and, and as I continue to grow in my faith I, I have always have to relate that to tell my kids that I said look it doesn't matter how how much money how much how much money we have how little money we have it's it's got our, it's not our money God just allows us to spend a little bit of it we give him his his due and really his due he doesn't need anything because he doesn't operate off money he, he'd never created it he never created it for what it was for what it was we give it value we give we give money coins everything we give value we think that that's we believe that that gives us value and unfortunately we believe that anybody any celebrity any person that's with money that they're smart and everything that they're saying because financially they're established no they just have more of what what we give value to so we give them value thinking that they have worth and that they have value because of everything that they're that they have big bank accounts. We even have mag like Forbes. They tell us who the richest people are, how much they're worth. No, that's that. That's just, so. You're telling a person that they're worth something by how much paper they can hold on to. And realistically, we're all built of the same flesh. No person is indestructible. The only people that are indestructible are believers in Christ, because He says, "If you believe in Me, you will never die." And I wholeheartedly believe that. Or if I just tell you, if um, if you believe in Christ and you believe in his li- his birth, his life, his 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 crucifixion and his and his resurrection, he you you are going you will never die. Your body will. Your your body will die. Your body will perish because it's what well, it's the vessel that we're assigned to live in. And but. We believe that these celebrities are indestructible. Well, no, they can still get sick. They can still cry. They can still be hurt. They can still bleed the same way that we do. They still have to, I don't know, um, go through humanly bodily functions the same that we do. And just because they have more paper to be able to give out to people doesn't, and they're able to buy a bigger house, there's no, you know, there's no difference because we're all children of God now it's the ones that seek him that will establish the kingdom of heaven that's 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 what we're called to do that's that's what we're that's what we're that's what we're here to do is and that's all I'm trying to do whether or not I reach a million people or I reach one person if even if I reach zero people on this little podcast uh, I'm I'm not worried about where I'm gonna go I'm doing my job I'm doing it and, and I'm teaching my kids to say, you know what, walk in your faith with your head held high, despite despite what other people say. And you know what, eventually, the, if if they if they get a tug at their heart, they're gonna know exactly who to go to. They're gonna go to they're gonna go to you. They're gonna go to your brother. They're gonna they're gonna come to me. But but we always st- we we're just we're just the springboard and say you come to me i'm gonna spring off me and actually propel you towards jesus and that's where your walk begins and i i say i say that because that's what was done to me is to say look 
Go, go seek and find Jesus because Jesus is the one that you're actually going to be following. And read, and as I and as I read the scripture, and yeah, there's days I don't go in and read in the scriptures, and and I realize that that I tend to have bad days if I if I give a little piddly prayer. I have bad days because I'm not devoting the time to to Christ and God as, as I should. But I want to I want to say and I want to close that with this is that is that I want to wish everybody a, a an awesome good Friday. Um, eat eat lots of food. Be with family. Don't worry about this pandemic. It, I mean, viruses have been around for years. Um, they don't just go anywhere. So, but the fortunate thing is, is that we have an indestructible body that God has ordained us with to say that we'll recover. We don't need somebody telling us what to do when it comes to this virus. Uh, if if we do happen to pass away, know that if in Christ we believe his word, our body may may, may be destroyed, but our, our, our soul and our spirit never will. And we'll, uh, we'll be able to live forever. And the great part is that if that does happen, we no longer are bound to the rules of this world based off the season that we're in now, which is Easter. So I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, let me go ahead and pray us out. I want to do that. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for for this time that you have set aside for us. I, I want to say I thank you for for sending your son into this world, Lord, knowing well that we deserve the punishment for everything that we've ever done wrong and when we thank you for sending such a perfect vessel to be able to say that he will he will take the punishment and he will do it 10 times over just to show how much he loves us just for you to show us how much you love us and lord i, I thank you that any person who hears this let them come to you let them reach out to you let them love you and let them know that even though our bodies are bound to this world, our soul and our spirits are not bound to this world. As long as we find life in Christ Jesus, Lord, and we thank you for his birth, his life, his death, and the resurrection of the blood of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, and we love you, Lord, and everybody. God bless. Thank you. We love you over here at the Fatherhood Fraternity. Go ahead, always reach out. You can email us at thefathersfrat at gmail.com with any questions, anything, uh, any critiques. Go ahead and do it. Um, you can go. You can even go to the Instagram page, the Fatherhood Fraternity. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't been on social media that in a while. Um, other podcasts I listen to is Unashamed. Um, uh, Duck Call Room. I, I listen to um, Pastor Stephen Furtick, uh, Pastor Tony Evans. I listen. I listen to all of them because they, they do have they have God ordained messages always. So always uh, listen to anybody else other than me. Um, but thank you. God bless. Love you. Bye.